Praise the Lord, everybody. see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Oh Mary, did you know your baby boy? Lord of all creation, Mary, did you know your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect 
lamb and the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Oh Mary, did you know Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, the Mighty God. Oh Mary, did you know? Welcome to today's special Christmas edition. Even though it's Christmas Eve, it is a Christmas edition of our um, our uh, special program today. We didn't have service today. We call it family day. So while you're spending time with your family, we want you to uh, be uh, someone who uh, just says, okay, I'm going to spend some time with my family and I'm going to uh, be able to just have a uh, great time uh, thinking about the Lord, uh, maybe eating some turkey, some ham, who knows? You you might have a lot of things you want to do today uh, on Christmas Eve, and the reason we call this uh, what we do, uh, Family Day, and uh, having no um, no special uh, service today is because the first family, the first family that uh, began to uh, have its um, first Christmas, if you will, when Jesus was born. Uh, there was just the family. There was no uh, no uh, fanfare. There was no uh, you know gathering around, exchanging gifts, and all these things. It was just Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And so, uh, with that said, uh, we are going to have just a little bit of a special Christmas Eve broadcast as we bring you. Uh, the song today, Mary, Did You Know? You know, she pondered a lot of things in her heart. And uh, so, uh, yeah, the Lord revealed some things to her, and she just kept it in her heart. But uh, we appreciate you joining us today on this special edition of uh, of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, just bringing you just a little bit of uh, a lesson today. Maybe we'll have some prayer requests. We'll give you a chance to send in how you're spending time with family today, how you're spending this day. And uh, so you can do that by uh, putting it in the comment section. You can also email that to us, and you can do that through prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. So if you'd like to do that, I know all of my graphics Graphics are in reference to the CAC Daily ICAST, but I don't have any set up just for the church here at the home office. So that's why you'll see a lot of things in reference to uh, CAC Daily ICAST. But if you would like to email us uh, and let us know how you're spending your Christmas uh, and your New Year's Eve, then you can do that, and uh, you can also put it in the comment section and the chat room. So we're not going to take up much of your time today. We're just going to have a, a short service because we just, after calling service off, uh, I just kind of kept pondering on 
the the calling of service off on Christmas Eve. And I know that uh, we usually do that. Uh, if it's Christmas Eve or Christmas, we do that so that people can spend time with their family, travel, go places, uh, having people come in. You've got to cook. You've got a lot of stuff you're doing. Uh, and that's the reason we uh, are not having service today. So in case you was wondering why we're not in the church house today, that is the reason. We called it Family Day, and we just wanted everybody to enjoy a little bit of time with each other uh, on this special day. And um, so with that said, maybe next year we won't call off service on Christmas Eve. We'll have special uh, day service and uh, and give everybody an opportunity to uh, get back home and, and get the, the cooking done and all of the stuff that you do normally Christmas Eve and Christmas. But we understand that it is a busy, busy time, and uh, we appreciate all of you who have taken time out of your morning to join us for this special CAC uh, broadcast as we are going to study about the birth of a king. And also, if you'd like to uh, give in an offering, you can do that. There are several ways you can do that. Of course, you can uh, email uh, actually go to the website or go to the Facebook page and you can click on a link and you can actually contribute that way. And of course, if you want to know uh, where our Facebook page is, it's uh, right there, CAC Phelps KY. And uh, so with that said, uh, you can have uh, that um, that opportunity to give in case you wanted to give. You know, Christmas is a time of giving. Uh, you know, uh, when we look at uh, this season, it is a season of giving. And so if you want to give an offering or if you want to uh, do that, you can you can actually do that through PayPal. You can do that through our website and also GiveLify. And you can do that through our Facebook page and website. All of the above. I know I keep repeating it, but all of the above you can give and you can contribute to uh, the um, the broadcast and the church. It all goes to CAC uh, today. But Christmas uh, offers a opportunity, uh, a wonderful opportunity for us to give. Now, most of us understand that our giving is usually uh, giving gifts to each other, giving gifts to family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, church members, um, and by the way, I want to take this opportunity, me and my wife, to thank all of you who have given us gifts and cards and well wishes and uh, text and all of those things, just letting us know uh, that uh, you uh, want us to know that uh, we are to have a Merry Christmas. And so we appreciate that so much. And also, I'd like to just let you know that all of the gifts, and there was some good gifts. Um, you know, uh, I've got a couple of gifts, and I know who you are. Uh, and it's called uh, the Sermonator. Uh, it's called Brother McKinney and the, it's, it's called the Sermonator. Yeah, I'll be back. But, uh, you know, um, that's one of those things that uh, one of the gifts that stood out in my mind. Plus, uh, I had a, a great little gift um, that one of the uh, members bought me. And this is the, uh, it came from Israel, actually. It came from 
uh, Israel, and it's Jesus' parable of the wise virgins. And uh, so we got a little lamp here, we got our oil here, and we got our vessel for the oil. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be doing a little bit of illustration on that sometime in the near future. And so with all the gifts and all the things, uh, 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 someone bought me a drone, and I've been wanting to have a drone for a long time uh, so I can uh, do, uh, you know, aerial views of of uh, the church and put that on the website and aerial views of, of my little cabin down in Tennessee and uh, kind of just have that. But uh, someone bought me a drone, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know who you are. And just don't want to mention no names or anything, maybe embarrass somebody because most people, when they buy a gift, they don't want you to tell the world about it. And actually, we are telling the world right now. All that we're going to talk about today is going out to the world. Well, did we talked about giving. This is not going to be our lesson, but I, I thought it was uh in, intriguing uh, that uh, when we look at Christmas, it's, it is all about giving. Uh, and uh, we give gifts, we give well wishes, we give cards, we give uh, all sorts of uh, things uh, that uh, normally maybe we don't give through the year. And so uh, we'll look at kind of uh, some of the things that uh, happened when Jesus was, was born, how things were given uh, by different people. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll stick around for that teaching session, but we want to go to the Lord in prayer and we want to pray for this special, uh, broadcast and this special edition of Christmas Eve at CAC and, uh, PAC by the way. And, uh, we want to remember all of our prayer requests. We have, uh, several that we want to remember and of course, we want to remember, um, um, and I guess I could just put them up on the on the list, but we have some uh, that have been added since uh, that list, and we want to remember, and I will name off the last 10. Let's remember Becky Polly, Christy Jarrett, Charlene Cup, Ruth Lanham, Janice Davis, Emma Jo Gannon, Millie, Steve Parks, and Keith Bartley. Let's remember all of these because we understand that uh, all of these need a touch. They need healing. They need deliverance. And uh, and we want to remember them in prayer. Let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. If you have a prayer request, you can put it in the chat room, the comment section, or you can email that to us simply by going to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Well, let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this day, this opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to utilize this platform to just fellowship with your people from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Thank you, Lord, for the great gift you gave unto us, and that was yourself, so that we could be saved and we could have a future home in heaven. Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every one that is on our prayer list. I pray that you would touch Brother Keith Bartley, Lord, with healing in his body. I pray also that you would touch each and every one, Lord, that needs a touch this hour, each and every one whose name is on our list, that you will just reach down and go into their homes and heal them. Touch also Sister Shannon, 
I pray, Lord, that you would touch Sister Shannon uh, with healing in her body. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in everything because you are our healer, our Savior, and our King. And we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, when we look at uh, the things that uh, uh, we begin to uh, discuss about this time of the year, uh, we want to uh, remind everyone that we do have some things coming up uh, that is still of interest and hopefully of interest to you. Uh, we will be having our CAC New Year's Eve celebration, and that's going to be Sunday evening, and that's going to be on December the 31st, 9 p.m. to midnight. That's on a Sunday. That's December the 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. And uh, we'll probably just have a day service on that day and then uh, not have any uh, service uh, that is going to interfere with having a little time off, getting prepared, and coming back for the night service. But also, we have communion and foot washing coming up. And that is always the first Sunday in January. And uh, so that's going to be January the 7th. And we're going to have an evening communion and foot washing. That's going to be the evening. So it'll be somewhere around 6 o'clock that we will have that. Just wanted to kind of get you up to speed with this. Also, January the 8th, the first Monday of the month, we always have our men's meeting. But since January the 1st is the first Monday of the month, we're going to have our men's meeting on January the 8th. And that will be at 6 p.m. And we want you to be a part of any and all of those uh, things. Also, the Easter play sign-up sheet is on the back podium at church. So when we come back into the sanctuary on Wednesday, uh, we want you to be uh, signing up and help Sister Pam put on a great Easter program. Well, again, we want to thank everybody who came to the CAC Christmas party it was a great time uh, at the Christian Community Center, and uh, we gathered together and had a great time just talking and uh, fellowshipping with one another and eating pizza and desserts and all those things. And the kids had a great time just playing on all the things that are there. So if you missed that, you missed a great time uh, with the people of God. And uh, if your kids wasn't there, they missed a great time. Uh, that place is a place of opportunity for kids to enjoy something that's like down at uh, Pigeon Forge or down at Gatlinburg or somewhere like that. And um, so, yeah, it's that nice. And so we had a great time. We appreciate all who came. I appreciate Brother DeBarge, who gave us a, a five-minute lesson, and uh, also uh, watching after kids and all of that. So we appreciate all who came, and we had a great time. And again, if you, uh, if we ever have another, and I'm sure we will soon, uh, gathering there, make sure you fill out your waivers. Everything has to be filled out ahead of time. Uh, because, you know, we had a little uh, hiccup here uh, this uh, Christmas party because somebody didn't have their uh, waiver signed. So uh, make sure 
that you get those signed and turned in. And that way, uh, no kid has to wait. No kid wants to wait. When you enter into that place and you see all the things and all that's available, uh, no kid wants to wait. So uh, we want to make sure that everybody has a great time. So uh, listen for instructions, listen to announcements, be a part of everything going on at CAC and PAC. So with that said, we certainly appreciate you joining us today. And again, thank you for everything that you do uh, for me and my wife uh, in recognition. October, we had pastor appreciation and then uh, my wife's birthday in November and now Christmas. Thank you for everything you do to uh, show me and my wife that you appreciate us because that means a lot to us. Well, we want to get right into the Christmas uh, lesson today, and with that, uh, it's not going to be long. It's going to be kind of a short lesson. It's uh, it's eleven twenty eleven twenty two, so uh, we're going to try to keep it within a twenty to thirty minute uh, lesson. So we'll be done. You can you can get back with family, doing what you're doing, and uh, also. Be sure to let us know how you're spending your Christmas Eve and Christmas. And uh, I'll just tell you, I'm going to be spending my Christmas with my daughter and granddaughters in Lexington. And my daughter had surgery, so uh, we want to remember her in prayer. Uh, we went down uh, for the surgery, and we came back. She went through the surgery fine, um, and so uh, she's you know experiencing pain as any surgery presents. But uh, other than that, doing well and going to heal up great. And uh, then we're going to go down in Christmas Day uh, tomorrow, and we're going to have Christmas dinner with all of them. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Well, we talk about a time of giving, and uh, I want to kind of bring up our um, our scripture for today. And uh, so I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to Luke. And uh, because I want to go to the first people uh, that heard about the birth of Jesus. You might think, oh, it had to be the wise men because they were magi. They were important people. Uh, No, it was shepherds. Everybody say shepherds. It was shepherds that was the the, uh, first ones to hear of the birth of Jesus. So we want to go to that and uh, I'll bring this up on the board for you. And that's not what it's supposed to be, but uh, well, let's see if I can get back here and uh, find out what, what happened to my, uh, my easy worship because uh, yeah, I would say I know what happened. I got to get on display number two. Yeah. Now maybe that will take care of it and hopefully it will. And we'll see if that changed the way things were. And, uh, I'm not sure if it will or not, but we'll see. Yeah, there we go. All right. Always some technical difficulty or some delay, but, uh, that's just all part of electronics. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 2, verse number 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. 
And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. And with that, I want to, uh, I want to talk to us a little bit today about uh, Christmas and uh, what it really means and maybe some facts about Christmas that you did not know. Maybe you do know. We'll see. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray today on this special broadcast on Christmas Eve. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to study your word. I pray that you would bless us to rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, that we may all understand your word and understand it completely. But most of all, we will understand that you are our Savior, our King, our provider, our protector. You're everything we need. Thank you, Lord, for giving your life for us. For it's in Jesus' mighty name I ask and pray. Amen. Well, you know, we talked about giving. Christmas is always a time of giving. Well, did you know that uh, Jesus' birth was basically characterized by giving? Uh, you know, we can go to uh, John 3.16, and we can talk about, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we understand that. And uh, also, we understand that Mary gave. And how did Mary give? Well, she gave her body. She gave herself because she was chosen. She was highly favored. And so she gave of herself. We find also that Caesar Augustus gave a decree. And uh, we also understand the innkeeper gave them a spot in the stable. We also understand that the angel of the Lord gave the announcement of the birth. The shepherds gave a testimony. The wise men gave gifts and worship. But the greatest gift of all was Jesus Christ. God manifest in the flesh. And with that, I'd like to say that he gave of himself, 
And with that, we can celebrate this day. And a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it's a pagan holiday or uh, and some people said, well, you should celebrate because it's uh, talking and commemorating uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Brother Bernard gave a great uh, teaching in Romans 14, I think it was, on this, that if you esteem a day, you esteem it unto the Lord. And he that does not esteem a day does not esteem it unto the Lord. So we have the liberty to either have Christmas and celebrate Jesus or to not have Christmas if you don't want to. But you still have to celebrate Jesus. That's right. So we celebrate Jesus and we give honor unto Jesus every day. So if we're going to esteem a day, that's why, uh, you know, uh, during, uh, uh, you know, Halloween, uh, of course, we don't celebrate Halloween, but we celebrate Jesus. So we can take a day, any day, and we can give honor unto the Lord. So we give honor unto the Lord uh, on the 25th. Now, we all know that the 25th is not uh, the day that Jesus was born. It's just a historical uh, speculation. And uh, and uh, what I mean by that, it's not historical in that it's accurate. It's historical in that's what everybody has started representing the birth of Christ on the 25th day of December. So, um, you know, that's a man-made thing, but we take that time of year, of course, and we kind of embrace it and say, uh, we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ, just like we celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection, uh, at Easter time. And so, um, you know, um, the Jewish people have many, many feasts that they had to celebrate at certain times of the year in recognition of certain times in their life and certain things the Lord had done for them. So when I celebrate Christmas, I'm not celebrating a pagan holiday. I'm celebrating Jesus. The reason we give gifts, we are replicating what the uh, the wise men did, what the shepherds did, what others did. They gave. They gave. They gave of their time. They gave of their uh, resources. They gave. And so when we give gifts, we're just being what God's called us to do, to give, to give. And, uh, you know, it's it's really more blessed to give than to receive. And if you give, it'll be given back unto you. And so uh, if you didn't get the gift you wanted this year, don't get mad and upset, and I know kids sometimes pout, and they, oh, I wanted a puppy and didn't get nothing but, you know, uh, some type of uh, clothes or something. <laughs> and most kids, when they get clothes, uh, the younger ones especially, they'll look at all, oh, and they'll toss it off to the side. They're looking for that special gift they wanted. Well, uh, there was a special gift given to mankind and we have to want that gift. We have to want Jesus in our life. We have to want him to be our Savior, our King. We look at this, and you know the prophet Micah uh, prophesied in, in, uh, in chapter 5 and verse number 2. It says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth 
unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whoso goings, or whose goings, I should say, forth have been from of old, from everlasting. So when we see this, we see that prophets have prophesied of it. We go to Isaiah, of course, and we talk about Isaiah 9 and 6, and we talk about many things that revealed that Christ would be born and that he would not just be a child or a young boy, but he was the Savior of the world. Now, a lot of people was born and no doubt on that day that Jesus was born, there was probably a lot of other families that gave birth. But their child was just a baby. Jesus was the Savior of the world. So Christ was born into a world of spiritual darkness, much like today. And that's why I think his coming back is, is closely related to his birth in the way the world was. The world was, um, you know, uh, worried about merchandise. They was worried about uh, making a living, buying and selling, and all of these things. And they really wasn't worried about Jesus. They wasn't worried about, uh, you know, the what the prophets said. Only the people who were religious uh, enough to hold on to scriptures was the ones that kept waiting for the promise. But I think the Lord's coming back in a time of spiritual darkness. And can't we all say that truly we are seeing spiritual darkness? And and it's not just spiritual darkness in the world. It's spiritual darkness in the church world. Seeing a lot of people that church is nothing more than just a meeting place, a, a social place, a place where friends gather, a place where you feel good about going. But actually, we need a spiritual awakening. That's right. We need a spiritual awakening. No wonder, no wonder the Bible in, in, in various scriptures says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Uh, you know, uh, sound the alarm in my holy hill. Uh, we need to be woke up. We need to be shaken because uh, we get so wrapped up in the world. We got work. We got family. We got travels. We got vacations. We got this. We got that. And next thing you know, everything else gets our time, everything but Jesus. So take time out today and tomorrow with your family to spend a little time with Jesus. Spend time with the one who started in Bethlehem at that birth, babed, wrapped in swaddling clothes, but made for 33 and a half years a journey upon this earth, was crucified, shed his blood, placed in a tomb, and on the third day rose again. All of it started in Bethlehem, a small town, a small town. But looking at this, we see that, um, you know, um, Christ was born into a spiritual darkness in Israel. The light of prophetic utterance had not shone for 400 years. What would you do if you hadn't heard anything prophetic 
from a prophet from anyone for 400 years. Well, you say, how many people died during that time? They died in darkness. Only the people that kept holding on to the promises were the ones that kept looking for that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Well, we see that the Jewish leaders have become either self-righteous or political. I was watching just a, a moment, and I know uh, I want to keep this to about 20 minutes. Uh, I was watching a documentary, uh, and it was talking about um, how the church was, how, how the religious world was when Jesus was born. They had become so intertwined with uh, the government. Uh, with politics, that uh, that was their power. They had the authority uh, because they were connected politically. And it, it talked about the Romans and it talked about other governments and how that uh, the religious people had kind of uh, connected to and, and intertwined with politics. We, we cannot allow ourselves as Christians, to get intertwined with politics. Now, I know you all have your, uh, your favorite politician. You have your favorite person running for president, governor, whatever it may be, and, and that's fine. But we have to learn our religion is not intertwined with government. Our walk with the Lord is separate there's going to be many things as a Christian you're going to have to not accept or not agree with that the government does. And I'm not saying to be anti-government and cause trouble. I'm just saying don't become part of the problem. Become the solution. Become the solution. So, in Jesus' day, religion was intertwined with politics. Now, I've heard people say this, and this is a very dangerous statement. I've heard preachers say this. Oh, when you start a church, make sure you get intertwined with the political leaders. Make sure you, you get intertwined with the mayor and the police chief and all these things. Are you going to intertwine like the days of Jesus? Or are we going to step back and say we need a revival, a reviving of the power of God, a reviving of believing in God, a reviving of believing Jesus Christ is our Savior? We need a revival. A lot of times we talk about revival, we want to have people added to the local assembly. But we need a revival, an awakening, if you will, of what it really means to be a Christian, to know that we got to give, to know that we have to try to reach the lost. Instead of being comfortable in our little places like the ten virgins all slumbered and slept because they was all comfy, but when the call came, five were wise and five were foolish. How are we going to be? When the call comes, are we going to be wise? Or are we going to be foolish? Don't intertwine. This is the political uh, 
thing that Jesus had to deal with. John the Baptist denounced the priests and scribes as generation of vipers. <laughs> he was calling them, you know, snakes, vipers. He's, that's what vipers are, snakes. You're nothing but a bunch of poisonous snakes in religion. How many times do you see in our day today people who are poisonous in religion? They're not teaching truth. They're not standing for truth. They're, they're intertwined with everything but Jesus. I, I believe that we can see politically the Jews had uh, given in to uh, military might of the Roman Empire. Herod also, and uh, he was a corrupt ruler. He was a very corrupt ruler. We have corrupt people today in politics. We have corrupt people in government. We cannot become corrupt. Now, I'm not saying everybody's corrupt, but I'm just saying we have a lot of corruption going on in our world, whether it's in politics, business, uh, local government, national government, whether it's in, uh, you know, uh, communities. We can talk about it and go on and on and on about the corruption that's in the world. But we got to understand that the Jews had given in to the Roman Empire. Herod was a corrupt ruler. His reign was marked by immorality, cruelty, murder, and even some of his own family. So outside Israel, people found little hope in the darkness of the heathen practices and beliefs. But Jesus was born. In the midst of darkness, light began to shine. In the midst of corruptness, righteousness was born. In the midst of all the the paganism and the, and the uh, false gods and heathen practices and beliefs, truth was born and wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Now, with that said, I want to uh, just give you an interesting fact. The shepherds and the wise men were not at Jesus' birth at the same time. And the reason being, I want to go to Matthew, and uh, I want to go to Matthew not only uh, chapter 2, but uh, we'll start at verse number 1 and, and read through this and come to a close today. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. 
Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. This is a lie. He did not want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where, and everybody look at that, the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into where? The house. They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, I want to I want to kind of um, just stop there and, and end our lesson today. The wise men were not at the inn. The shepherds were, but the wise men were not. The wise men came into a house, which means that some scholars say Jesus was probably about two years old when the wise men came. So they brought gifts, uh, three gifts, but no one knows exactly how many wise men there were. There could have been one or two. Well, not one because it says wise men, so they could have been two. They could have been three. They could have been more. But we all just assume because of three gifts, there's three wise men. But the Bible does not say. So with that, we look at our nativity scenes of the day, and we see a manger, and we see Mary and Joseph and Jesus in the manger, and we see the wise men, and and we see the shepherds. But actually, to be Biblically correct, you would have to have two scenes at Christmas. Two scenes at Christmas. One scene would be the shepherds there at the inn where Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. The second scene would be the house where Jesus was when the wise men came. Now, I've, I've run to everybody's Christmas because now they're going to say, you mean I'm going to have to now set up a house with wise men knocking on the door? Exactly. Exactly. That's the biblical um, right answer. So I've seen people put shepherds and wise men together at the stable and even put Santa Claus in the background. But you know what? If you really want to be biblically correct, you will have a manger scene and a house scene. What does that tell me? That tells me a lot of things spiritually and, and uh, types and shadows. That Jesus is not only Savior in the inn where the lowly is, where the non-recognition is. He's also Lord and Savior of the house, your house, my house. That's why we have uh, canceled, if you want to say that, 
the service today at CAC and PAC. We wanted you to spend time with your family at your house. Because, after all, Jesus is Lord of all. I want to close with that. I pray that you have a great Christmas and a Merry Christmas. I pray that you will have a time of worship and praise set aside for the Lord during this time. While you're eating with family and friends and exchanging gifts, take time to think about the Lord and what he gave so we could be saved. Now, our next service is going to be Tuesday night online. Tuesday night online at PAC, so keep that in mind. That's 7.30 p.m., and then Wednesday at 7, we're going to be back in the sanctuary of CAC, and we are going to have some church. So come on out and be with us, any and all of the services. Who knows what the Lord's going to do? I do know he's going to do great things. Jesus was born in a time of political darkness and chaos. I believe he's coming back with the same atmosphere. Look up, be ready, stay ready, for Jesus is coming back. Everybody have a great Christmas because it's time for us to get out of here, and we hope that you've enjoyed the service today. God bless you.